You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. If you are doing for Jesus, do it better. Let's do it better for Jesus. Jesus is the reason. Let's do it better for Jesus. He gets all the glory. Good morning, church. <laughs> yes, so good to be here. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for the warm welcome. I truly appreciate it. God bless you all. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise. We thank you because you love us so much and you've called us into this great fold, into this family and you've chosen us and called us by your name. Lord, we declare that as you examine your word today, that you bring light to us, that our eyes will see you and our ears will hear your instructions and will go to be doers of your word and your word alone. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. 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 So we started out last week um, on a series called Artful, Better from the Inside. Better from the Inside. And our pastor did a great job last week by introducing a concept and speaking on the topic, who are you becoming? And I truly want to appreciate Pastor Busola and all the leadership of the LifePoint Church also for giving me the opportunity to continue the conversation today. And our conversation today is based on yourself and has been titled Mirror, Mirror. You know, the ability for each and every individual to see yourself, to see ourselves the way that the Father has called us, what he has called us to be, what he has chosen us to be uh, from the foundations of the earth. And as we see ourselves, it then helps us to navigate all the relationship in our lives. But it is very important and crucial for every individual to see ourselves, to see ourselves for where we are. Our starting scriptures today will be Second Peter um, from verse 1 to 3. And I'm reading from the KJV version. And it says, according as his divine power has given unto us all, all things that pertain unto life. It says, according to the divine power. And I'm reading from 2 Peter 1 verse 3. According to his divine power, he has given us, he has given me, you, all things, all things that pertains unto life. So each one of us, every one of us has been complete. We are a finished product. We believe it and step into the fullness of it. That's another conversation. But this is a provision that has been made available. It says that it's giving us life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So there needs to be a knowledge of God to come into the fullness of what he has called you to be. And he has called us to glory and virtue. So he hasn't called us to a lifestyle or a lifestyle that's not in pattern to the kingdom, or a lifestyle that is not beautiful, or a life that is not awesome. He has called us to glory and virtue. But I know that as we journey in life, we, we are trying to search ourselves, and there's, there's a sense of awareness that everybody wants to, everybody's just trying to figure out who exactly I've been called to, 
what are my strengths? What are my weakness? I need to be aware of me. And that's a good place to start. But over the years, and I like Okoyemi's testimony, over the years, a lot of things has layered on who God has called us to be. Our past experience, our heartbreak, our life disruption, your rape trauma, you know, the season where you were rejected and heartbreak, and everything has layered on it. And even some of your accolades, where you finished law school, and how you became a doctor, and how you became a manager. And then those things have kind of described us. And how when you became a father and a mother, and you became a, a wife, and, and everything just begins to lay on, on top and layer and build up layer that you are trying to figure your core, the real essence that God has called you to be. All the layers and titles and, and, and traumas and pain and shame and disgrace has kind of layered upon it. But you need to find the you at its correct form. The you that blossom and, 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 and was ready to express. You, the you that was not afraid of anything. And that was the least of you. You need to be aware of who that was. Come into terms with that. Break out from all the layers that have described you. And become your true self. Your true identity. Praise God. You know why it's important for each and every one of us to find ourselves? It is actually very, very important because you don't, want to, you don't want to give yourself to your world in a broken form. And I know that at one point or the other, disruptions happen in our life. We are broken. We've been, we've, things have happened, but you can't stay there. You need, there's a need for you to give a full expression of who God has called you to be, for who God has shown you to be, for who God has predestined you to be. The scripture says that he has given us all things, all things, everything that we need. When you've been broken, there's healing. If you've been broken, there's healing. If you've had heartbreak experience, there's restoration. Things are still going to happen. Things are still going to get better. If you lost your, if there's a job, you know, you've been out of job for a season, you don't have to see there. And you don't have to let that layer you and label you and give you descriptions that are not fully your true identity. So I want you to reach down deeply into you this morning and start to figure out who you are at your core before the label started to come in. Because that's the you that the world needs. That's the you that you're giving to your spouse. That's the you that you're giving to your parents. That is the you that you're giving to your nation. Because that is the authentic you. That is the value that you bring. That is who God has called you to be. And that you is beautiful. It hasn't been destroyed. It is a you that has not been, nothing missing, nothing broken in that you. It is you that was bought with the precious blood of Jesus. It is you that have been redeemed. It is you that has been saved. It is the you that it is expected. That is the you that is expected. And you cannot try to harm it around um, things have happened to me. And Pastor was talking last week about how our personalities are not our weakness, are not supposed to be our weakness because other people just look fancy. Uh, to us. I remember very early in my life, I just used to think that quiet people were really fancy. Quiet people, they don't talk. I used to, you know, I just used to figure, I just used to think that they were, they were wise because they are calm and quiet. And I just didn't like myself until 
I knew that I came to understand that wisdom is not a function of, it's just a principle. Wisdom is about applying principles. It's not a function of personality. So if you're a sanguine, you're a melancholy, whatever that you call yourself or you describe yourself, you can exhibit wisdom in any form. So uh, understanding that your strength, so your strength as a sanguine, coming to that, owning it, your strength as your weaknesses, what are your weaknesses, what are your triggers as a person, as an individual, you know, and owning that, that my weaknesses are not expected to destroy me. You know, coming into that honesty to see yourself fully that I know I'm a sanguine and I tend to talk too much. I tend to exaggerate. But I'm not going to allow that to kind of close me down and then I stop talking because I feel that there's a weakness there. I'm going to leverage my strength and then start to work all my weaknesses and build a community around my weaknesses and have friends that, you know, kind of structure me and help me to say that is, it, that is okay and that is fine. And for me to understand and grow in my understanding of myself to say, this is an excess. And coming into the fullness of yourself, coming into the full identity of yourself, not, not saying that I'm not a talkative, I'm definitely a talkative, but how am I going to navigate it and use it uh, in a way that it will favor me, in the way that it will help me to advance? You desire to be great in life. Fine. You feel that there's a seed of greatness on the inside of you. The you in you see in the eyes of your spirit has not manifested. And they tell you that it takes work and dedication and, and push and boldness to bet that part of you. And you say, no, 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 my, my, my weakness is that I really can't, I can't sit down still to read. You need to read. So nobody's going to hear that you cannot read. Nobody that will hear that you, you don't like stress. I don't, like, I don't like to stress myself. I know it doesn't come to you naturally. And you need to come to that honesty about your strength and your weaknesses and own it. Own it and say, this is something I'm not good at, but I'm going to build an artist structure system. I'm going to build friendship in this area. I'm going to build people that can encourage you, people that can teach me, work on the things that I can work on, and then project my... Um, personal strength. So there's a need to be, to be aware of who you've been called to be. So beyond the layers to this morning, beyond the layers and the descriptions and who people have described you to be, you need to find your true self, your true identity. And it is only hidden in Christ. It is as you come to the knowledge of God that it starts to unravel who you are, who you can be. And I'm not even saying it's not great to describe ourselves by our labels. That is so beautiful. But at the core of your expression, who are you? There are thousands of lawyers in Lagos, but what makes you different? What has God called you to? What exactly has he uniquely graced you to do in that field? There are people that, 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 that speaks, there are teachers all around Lagos. What is your own voice? Why are you peculiar? It takes time to know you. It takes time to unravel you. And I don't want you to say, yeah, as you talk about knowing other people, your mind just wanders to, this person needs to hear this story. But have you fully come into your own identity? Have you seen yourself in clear terms exactly as the Father wants you to be? You need to be aware of who you are. 
We all need to be aware of who we've been called to be. And then when you are aware of your strength, when you are aware of your weaknesses, when you are aware of what you've been called to be in the area of influence you've been called, it helps you to navigate life. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. Also coming to your awareness also helps you to understand the way you know that you've been called, but with God's precious blood of Jesus, there are some ways that other people want to love you that you know that this is not the right thing. And you don't bring yourself down and say, it's because I need it, or it's because I'm in need. You know, you respond, you respond and you allow people to love you really based on the way that you've seen yourself and what you've become as a person. So at this morning, before we start to labels and layers and put everything that has tried to describe us, I want you to find your you, the you that you were from the beginning, the you before the descriptions and the labels and the accolade. You need to give expression to that you because we need that all you. We need that person. The, the world, the generation, the church of God, everybody needs that you. The you that has not been conformed to the labels. The you that have not been described by your surroundings, your true essence, your true person. And you can't, you can't sit down there. You, we cannot sit, you know, I'm included in this message. And we cannot sit and say, it's because my past didn't work. It's because my parents' marriage didn't work. It's because I was delayed for five years before I, I, I got into university. Those are disruptions that are bound to happen in life. But even amongst all that, you need to give expression to you. There is a unique person in you. There is a uniqueness on the inside of you. And as you then grow to navigate, to understand yourself, to understand your likes, your triggers, to understand exactly who God has called you to be, and as you believe that, and as you see it, so the first thing is for you to see. When you see the you, then you start to believe it, then you start to manifest and give expression to it. But it takes courage. You see that, you, people say that she's not living her true self. It takes courage to be authentic. It takes courage to live your true identity. It takes courage to be aware of your strength and weakness and admit it and start to work on it. It doesn't just come naturally. It's not just going to fall on you. It's not just going to happen. We need to take deliberate action step that helps us to live a better life. We need to take a deliberate action step that makes us to be that person, the person that you see in the eyes of your spirit, the person that whatever you're reading scriptures jump out at you that this is who you are. The prophecy that has long gone ahead of you, that, that uh, the abuse and the rejection was not a part of, and the labors of, of this world were not a part of. The you that you see, you need to be bold enough to give expression to that. Because nobody is going to give you permission. You just have to permit yourself to live to your true, authentic lifestyle. And people will tell you it's not cool. You are not living a fancy life. You need to be tough, courageous, and bold. Praise God. Praise God. This morning, and, and then we'll continue, you know, because as we grow in ourselves and as we become aware of who you are, you need to then learn to manage your emotion. You need to then learn to manage your emotion because as you know yourself, you know the things that triggers you, you know the things that you like, the things that you don't like, you then need to start managing your emotions. And I just want to read this. I found this very interesting. It says, emotional intelligence refers to the capability of a person to manage and control his or her own emotions and 
possess the ability to control the emotions of others as well. I think that's where it's all missing. We think that um, I cannot really... I know that everybody's responsible for their action, but you can control how people relate to you. You can control the emotions that come to you. It's just, it's just not the norm. It's just... Praise God. We're going to look at a story in 1 Samuel verses 23 and uh, 25, 1 Samuel verses 25. And it's the story of David, Nabal, and Abigail. And we're just going to, I'm going to explain the story. The story, the scriptures will be on the screen. And you can read as you follow. You know, it, it talks about the relationship uh, Nabal and Abigail has. And they, they were in a marriage uh, relationship. Um, Abigail was the wife of Nabal, and David was on his own. But what something happened, David needed help from Nabal. And he went to him and told him that I need you to help me because I figure that I've helped you at some point, at some time. And he said, yes, I know. But really, you've helped me. I'm, I don't even think I'm going to pay you back. And that made David very angry. And David said, I am coming to your house. Please, you need to put the scripture on the screen. Um, 1 Samuel 25 is from chapter 1 to end. You just, need to, you just need to keep flowing. You know? And he says, I don't really give a damn about whatever you've done to me. I don't care. I'm going to live the way I choose to. And then Abigail said, Abigail didn't even know that this has happened. And then um, David's um, servant went to David and told him that this is what has happened. David was angry. How can this man so, you know, how can this be such an ingrate? Someone that I've helped, someone that I've helped him, you know, I've helped him over time. And now just for me to ask for a favor and he's not going to do anything. And David's uh, Nabal's servant went to his wife. They found that his wife was a brilliant woman. The way that the, wife, the Bible described Abigail was she's an intelligent and beautiful woman. But it says Nabal was a cruel man. And God did not create Nabal to be cruel. Probably Nabal has lived in an environment in Lagos and said, Lagos is hard. Everything is hard. I'm supposed to be hard. I'm supposed to be hard. No. Our environment is not supposed to dictate who God has called us to be, who the labels and the past emotions and the past realities of our life want us to be. We need to fight for the us, the you that is on the inside of you. You need to fight for the original value of you because that person that caused great is not cruel, is not wicked, is not a liar, is not a, a, a person that still, the you that God created is a person of integrity. A person that is looking to show help and render goodness to other people. But the Bible says Nabal was a cruel man. And Abigail went to, Abigail heard and then went ahead and then told David, I'm sorry, I know I married a very foolish man. And that's why we need to get it right. He said, he said I married a very foolish man. And I can't help it. See what he has done. I beg you in the name of God, don't destroy my home. Don't destroy my family. What Abigail exhibited here was she was a wise woman. She was a woman that knew her strength. And then she was emotionally intelligent. She didn't go to her husband to start to talk to her husband because she knows that a foolish man, there's literally nothing you can do to convince, to convince such a person. They would not hear. So she was wise enough to go ahead to Nabal 
and so David, and beg David, and also because David was a man that knew God, was a man after God's heart, was a man that knew his identity and didn't allow the angers and the things that is currently happening to him to determine his emotions or the way that he responds. He heard, and he said, I'm going back. I'm not going to destroy your home again. And the Bible also recorded something I found really interesting. And he said, Abigail went home and she met her husband. What was he doing? He said he was drunk. She was a wise woman. She knows exactly when to talk to the man. He said he's a drunk man. A drunker cannot hear you at that point. The Bible recorded that she waited till the next morning and started to tell him how foolish he had been. For, what, for doing what he did. And the Bible says he became very sad and he died soon afterwards. He died soon afterwards. Now, the story, the moral of the story is about how people, different people have been able to navigate their emotions. I've been able to say, although Lagos is tiring and wants me to be a cruel person and a wicked person and people are looking to steal and, and to destroy every day, I'm not going to change because that's not what I've been called to be. That is not the person in my call. I will not change. Because past experience and disruption and people have duped you and you also might determine to say, okay, let's start to dupe ourselves. This Lagos will all be wise. No, that's not the core of you. The core of you is greatness and peace and, and, and newness and, and a person that brings joy to every relationship that you have. And you say that my parents have not done well. How can you, there's, there's some things that you can't help. He said, I, I, you have the capacity. You can say that my parents have not done well. I wasn't treated well. But emotional intelligence, I, I said it at the beginning, it doesn't come naturally. You need to grow to that person. You need to mature. You need to believe bigger to see what people cannot see, to give people more than they deserve, and to say, I'm going to treat you better. So you, I was abandoned as a child. You are not going to allow that to label you and to make you a cruel person because that is not your call. On the inside of you is not a cruel person. You're going to say, I believe bigger and bolder and I receive courage to leave out that person and I'll treat you better than you've treated me. Praise God. Praise God. Why is it important? Emotional intelligence is important because it helps you to manage your own emotions and then the emotions of others. It's also helps you to understand people and, and in turn, allow you to know how to relate with people. But I quickly want to start to talk about um, the way that we even relate with all the relationships in our life. The way that you relate with your parents is different way we relate to your pastor, different way we relate to your mentor, then we relate to your boss. It takes emotional intelligence. Some people really do not know how to manage, manage different relationships in their life. There are some things you can't say to your mentor. There are some things you can't say to them. There are some things you say, I'm bored. There's nothing I can't say. There's some things you can't say. You need to be wise. It takes wisdom to know that. There's your things you can't say to your boss, to your parents, regardless of how they make you angry. You cannot just say it because you are not a foolish child. Yes. You exhibit at a greater level of frequency because at the core of you, you are responsible. And you are not going to allow the society and the world describe you as an irresponsible person. So we come up. We come up and we become. We 
we embrace wisdom as a tool, as a life tool and as a life equipment. Because, and even relationship, our friendship. You see a lady, you see her, I see your tummy is folding. What's your business with that? You are not supposed to say that. You say, ah, you need to buy cream or your hair is just getting bowed. There are some comments you should not make. You need to be wise. It takes wisdom for you to know that. You are adding weight. What's your business? It takes wisdom for you to know that, that you don't say some things to some people. Or to put on, what's your business? Where will you marry? It takes emotional intelligence. It takes a wise person to discern and to know how to say, what to say at every time. And if you need to pass your comments, there's a wisdom way. You know someone that's been waiting in for, for marriage, you can say, God, I got this book. I listened to this broadcast. I think that it's going to help you. Yes. There's, there's, a, there's a way that you can, you can apply wisdom and reach out to people and people feel loved and say that I feel seen. Thank you for seeing that area of my life. It takes maturity. And you can say, I, I don't know how to talk. It's because I don't know how to I didn't know it would offend you. Ah, I didn't know. Hey, you need to be wise. Stop it. We all need to stop it. You need to grow up, each and every one of us, because we need that complete you. You are going far, and you can't go far with excesses. You need to drop it down. So if it's the way that it has been done in your home and in your family, and that's what has been modeled to you, you say, that is not me. And it takes a higher consecration, higher training, higher value. You want to say, you say, no, I'm not saying that. Say, I, I feel like saying it, but you are not saying it. It takes courage to do that. And that's who God has called you to be. That is who is in the core of you. Praise God. And I really want to touch on a part, you know, and it's the beauty of singlehood. And I know that single, single season and single season or single, uh, single part of our life. I know that single and single. I know that a lot of the time there's always a powerful um, beauty around single and in a real um, relationship, marriage, you know, and there's really no niche or no particular expression for single, you know, single prinkle. I'll be out, they call it <laughs> prinkle, <laughs> you know, but it's a beautiful season of life and it is time to chase you and to know you and to get rid of all the excesses and to bring in that precious you to your spouse. So it's a beautiful season to actually, some people over the last five years has dated 10 people. You need to choose what you want. Learn to see yourself the way that God has called you. And then you meet another person three months later, you say, is it that one you were asking? No, is it that one that took us? <laughs> it's not the best, stop it. You need to find you. There's something missing. You need to find you. Because until you see you, you can bring your fullness to that relationship. And we need to have awesome relationship. Because the scripture says one chase a thousand and two will chase a ten thousand. So you need to completely chase your own one thousand before you go and join yourself to another to chase a ten thousand. We need you to be whole. Your generation needs you. Your family needs you. Your parents need you. There is a need for it. So you need to fight for it. You need to become it. You need to see yourself in the eyes of the Spirit. Praise God. 
So it's not about I like to. It's not about I like to. It is, it is demanded for destiny. You have to get it. It's not like it's hard. It's because I've been raped. Yes. You need to move out of there. It's because my ex-boyfriend just broke up to me. And then in the next five years, you are still at that point. You need to find healing fast because we need the oil. There's a mission. There's a mission to be accomplished. There's a need in our society. And it takes people that are seen, people that are completely loved, that have seen who they are. That is how things don't get to you. Number one, when you find yourself as a single person, you attract a, a complete person. It just happens automatically. You can see people. You can see through the eyes of the people and sieve them out. It's not magic. It's just wisdom. It helps you to see a complete person and say, yes, this is the person I'm doing life with. The F, and the Bible talks about one plus one becoming one. You see what happened in Nabal's situation? Abigail was one, but she married half. One and half is half. One and one quarter is half. One and up to one. It's just that it's anger. No, it's still half. Until everybody mature and become that one and chase a thousand before we can chase a ten thousand. Do you know why we need this? We need it in the kingdom because we need kingdom marriages, kingdom partnership in business. We need us to start to run and to chase a ten, tens of thousands at a time because that is who God has called us to be. And you can't feel defeated and say, uh, I think we are outnumbered. And that is why you are important. We are not outnumbered. It's because a one of us will chase a thousand. And a two of us coming together in purpose in every of our relationship will chase a ten thousand. So you need to work on yourself until you become. Until you are, get, you are healed. Until you are happy for people genuinely. Until you embrace every season of your life. And you're not that person in that relationship that people are afraid to share their testimony with. You need to heal. We need to complete you. In this kingdom, in this church, in our units. You are the one that is always crying. Everybody will now gather around you. Hey, she's crying again. You know, you need to find closure very fast. It is important. It is important to you. It's important to the company and the organization you work for. It is important for your own well-being. Because things are going to happen. People are going to frustrate you. There are some things that used to happen when I used to work. That just used to fly in my head. It's not me. It cannot be me you are describing that way. That's not my identity. Until you see yourself. If you don't, can't see yourself, it will get to you. And this life is wicked. And that's why you need to do a greater work to see yourself. So that descriptions and the labels of people will not cage you. Praise God. Now I need to rush. So, are you ready to marry? Uh, what are the ready? <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? You know? Before you can answer that question to say I'm ready or I'm not ready. <laughs> the first thing, if it's a love relationship, the first thing for you to, the first checklist, this will, this will help you a lot. The first checklist you need to know is, <laughs> it's not a matter of seriousness. Um, the first thing you need to know is that when you come to your awful identity and you see yourself and you literally lack nothing, 
you are not looking for someone to pay your rent. And then you are not looking for someone to call you at midnight calls because you are busy and consumed with your vision and the purpose of God for your life. You are not looking for someone to take you on a lunch date because you can take yourself. When you are that person that is 360, nothing missing, nothing broken, you can call on your sisters and say, hey, let's hang out. You are not bitter when you see two people and say, hey, it's me, and you start to cry. When you actually need nothing, that is when you are ready. When you don't need to, when you, when you don't actually need anybody to do, you say, ah, see, my house is just dirty and my laundry is just piling up. If I have a wife now, you don't need a wife. You just need sense. Because you need to see yourself 360 degree. Walk on it. You say, I'm not eating well because I don't have wife. Eh? You don't like to eat. That's just the answer. If you like to eat, you buy food or you cook. It's simple. Say, I'm not eating well. I'm not eating well. See my neck. You are not hungry. It is until you see that I'm actually lacking nothing. That is when you're ready. That's your number one readiness checklist. Praise God. And it's also wise for you to count your costs when you want to enter in a relationship. Count the cost, you know. Count the cost. Count the cost. Want to enter into a mental relationship, there's a cost to be paid. Because you need to be vulnerable, you need to be seen. You want to enter a partnership relationship uh, with a business partner, you need to count the cost. You need to see that. Is this person worthy enough? Has this person come, you know, and this person be accountable? Will this person be truthful? Will this person help my business? Is it what I need at this time? You need to count it. If you want to come into a partnership relationship, you need to count the cost. Count the cost before you enter into any relationship. But that is a scripture from Luke 14, from verse 31 to 32. And you need to know, Am I ready to be accountable? Am I ready to be committed? Am I ready to be transparent? Am I ready to, to be responsible? If you've not completely responsible, uh, in, a, in a responsible way, taking care of your life, how do you want to be responsible for another person? It needs to be buried in your own vision that God will literally wake you up to show you your partner, to show you the business alliance that you need. You need to be focused, laser-focused, on your divine purpose, on your divine calling, on you. Build you. Focus on you. Take yourself out. Take yourself training. Buy costs for yourself. Disciple yourself. Find community. Find a friendship that works. Find a tribe. It is necessary. Once you are so consumed on the inside of you. And what are the needs of men and women? I'm just going to brief, speak briefly on this. And we all have general needs. And the, it's general needs um, from scriptures in um, Philippians, um, Ephesians 5, from verse 23, 22 to 23. You know, I want, please, all the scriptures, I'm, please put it on the screen. Help me. <laughs> it says, do you have specific need and general need? The way that men want to be liked is different from the way that women want to be liked. And it is your single net, is your single season or time that you are engaged or time that when you are married. It's a continuous process that you need to start to know this thing and note them, you know. And so the general need is that women love to be loved, as the scripture says there, and husband loves to be supported, honored, 
Praise God. And that doesn't mean that we don't honor women or you don't love men too. But it's just their primary um, love, the, the way that they receive and they take love. Specific needs are personal, um, but there are also specific needs. And you need to start to grow and to help people and to identify people's personal needs. And what are, the, what are your own particular personal needs? What are the need, things that you need in a relationship? What are the things that mean something to you? So as you know that, oh, I need, I'm a single person. I need to start knowing how to respect, you know, how to honor men around me as I practice. Also, what are some of the personal needs that are very important to you? You need to know it. You need to identify it. You need to start to speak to it and start to see it. What do you really want as a person? You need to know what you need. You need to have, um, you know, needs are different, but you need to also be able to identify your own specific need. There are some things that really do not matter to you. But there are some things that are very, very important to you that you cannot negotiate, you know. But I hope that the things that are important to you are the important things and not the impressive. Praise God. So you need to know that if you are a person, you need to, need to know the, the body type that you like, the way that you want, your person you want to work on should be like. It's not that you are seeing a fat person and you are hoping that she's going to lose weight. It's hard to lose weight. So nobody's going to say, this is your thumb, it's just spotted. It will pot, it will be out. I can't help it. You don't get, it's hard. <laughs> so it's better to choose what you can work with. You will see the tummy, it's not going anywhere. It's either you accept it or you can't accept it. Then drop it. So go with your personal preference. You like it hourglass size, if that is important to you go for it. You like it, specific shape. You like a slim person, tall. It's important to you. It makes you feel love. Go for it. So you need to find what actually works for you. Praise God. And you see a slim sister. You don't really like a slim person. But you are saying that she will hard weight. It is also hard to hard weight. It is hard. So choose what you want. And that is why in this world there is different shape and size. Pick your choice as led by the Spirit of God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. But as you journey in life, as you, as you try to figure out yourself, uh, and as you give expression to your full identity, you need to start to build healthy relationship, healthy community around you. It is important. Everybody must have a tribe, a striving community. You can't say everybody doesn't like me. That's so untrue and so unrighteous. You need to intentionally find a tribe. You know, there are some clique you want to enter, but they don't want you. Because probably that group is for people of high value and integrity. And it is an honest truth that they really, you are not that person yet. But it's a desire. So what you do is to find people where you are. And then start to build your community and have a vision that the person I see, that I'm not fully expressing, I'm going to be that person. So you need to intentionally, so if people are not giving you a seat at their table, create these seats and drag people in. But you need a tribe. You need a winning tribe. You need people that will support you, encourage you, challenge you, strengthen you. You need a winning tribe. You need a tribe in almost every areas of your life. You need a tribe in your career. You know, all my life, through my career, every job I've gotten, it was true relationship, true people. I've, people have just, I, I really, you see, I, I know myself. If I go through an interview process, you will most likely not employ me. <laughs> so, yes, because, number one, 
to be honest, when there is interview and you know I need to convince myself, I need to prove a point, it just I will not I will just shut down because I feel like um I don't know. You need to work, you need to be the type, you need, you know, and then you put, I've gotten job, and you need to be clear, I've gotten job with the interview, but the people that I've interviewed me in this life are really unserious, they are people like me. So, you really not have to be serious. All those HR four levels interview, maybe I cannot pass it, and that is fine. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to be successful because I've identified my strengths. I know where my path where I fit into the society and God's purpose for my life. And then I walk in that. And then when I see people going to for interview, and I'm not jealous. I'm not looking at that because it takes work to actually win that interview. I'm winning in another area of my life. I'm winning in, in, as a person as a whole. But probably I'm not built for that kind of lifestyle. So I will not then go home and start to cry that I'm not passing interview. I'm not that serious. In that, in that area... You know, I'm not just a person that, you know, people are, some people are always writing exam, 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 exam. It's not that hard. <laughs> but for their own divine purpose and what God has called them to be, it, they have to go through it. They have to become. There are some artists that I'm also doing. I joined a mentoring course with my mentor, one of my mentors, on Thursday. And she was in America. At 8 p.m. was my own 1 a.m. I had to wake up. It was hard. But because I need to grow, I need to become, I need to function in the areas, place that God has called me. I sat down there for three hours. She was coaching and she was teaching us. That is my heart. And that's what I love to do. And that's how I give expression to my word. So our heart are different. Just choose your heart. Praise God. So you need to find people in every areas of your life in your finances, in your emotions, you know, people, your friends that, you know, find a community. You know, you have to have people, you know, you, are, you want to learn how to study the Bible, it's not clear, get it, let's get someone, build active relationship, focus on each and every part of your life. No, this part is not working. This part is working. Fine, I got it in my career, but the way that I relate my emotion, I think really I'm having a problem there. Pay for a cost. Come for counseling. Do something. Help yourself. Help yourself to grow. You want a winning tribe. You feel that the way that you spend your money, you just spend your money and everything is gone. You need wisdom in that area. Get a community. Pay for a cost. Build yourself. Work on you. Because, and I'm saying it because it is so essential that you become a 360 old person. Know your strength. Know the things that you are not good at. We need you. It is a need for a complete you. A you that is actually lacking nothing. A you that is not in denial. A you that is honest about your strength, honest about your weaknesses, honest about the things that you need to get better on, honest about the things that you can't need to get better on. You don't actually need help. Because some areas you are, you are, you are, you are, you are so good. So take for instance, um, probably there's a global thing I need to, to sit me down, coach me and help me. But if it's a structured person, it can come with a price. And I must be willing to pay um, probably a fee that I put on that skill. But he, because he has acquired it for, for years in his careers and he has been able to build it. I don't have that. But I have my own other strength. But you need to be able to see that I don't know this thing. I've not been graced. It's not my natural, you know, area that I've been graced. I'm aware of it. 
then I build a community. We, the people that I have as friends, majority of the people that are close to me, is people that can think and write fast. I like it. Some of the time when I try to write, I then give it to them to help me see through it and, you know, edit it and correct it. Because some people are so good with structuring. I have the idea, but I'm really, I can't put out my piece out without seeing one of my friends. Just help me to see it and check it. I understand it. I'm aware of it. Praise God. So you need to come into full honesty, build thriving relationship in every area of your life and allow people to actually breathe on you, to help you um, to become that person and God has called you to be. And this morning, before we go, I just need you to give expression to yourself. Give expression to your core self. The word is very, very easy to label us. And then you've been called a teacher. You've been called a lawyer. You are the biggest ego in Lagos. But at the core of you, beyond that label, beyond that abuse, abusive relationship, beyond that outbreaks, beyond that rejection, beyond that avid accolades, beyond everything you've been and acquired, who are you at the core of you? And are you aware of that you? Are you believing that you? Are you allowing that you, the you that is in the ins- that's on the inside of you, the you that is bold and courageous? Are you living that boldness? Are you living with courage? Are you living with intense focus? Are you giving expression to the you, to the greatness you can imagine on the inside of you? Or you are waiting, waiting till you get into a relationship, waiting till you get married, waiting till you get um, that job, Or are you giving yourself expression every day? It's not about what you like to do. It's not about the choice. It's not about, I I choose not to see myself. It's the fact that we need you to see yourself. We need you to come up. We need you to be healed. We need you to be transformed. We need you to embrace your fullness. Who Christ has called you, what he has called you to be. We need you to actually come up and own it and be bold enough to live out that life, to believe bigger, to live bolder, to shine the light that God has called you to be in this world and not giving explanation to people or the voices or things that people have said and the layers that they've placed on you. You need to be bold enough to be you. You need to be bold enough to be courageous. You need to be bold enough to live your true identity. If God has called you by, you called you a name, you need to emerge into that. You might say my current experiences or circumstances don't even give expression to me. How will I say I'm greatness? Hey, me, I'm not great. You know that you don't look like it, but you are going to be it. And you need to believe it, declare it, confess it, change it, walk yourself until you become that person also the person you see in the eyes of your spirit aligned with the person that you manifest on the face of the earth we need you to be successful we need you to be an, a whole person our marriage uh, our marriage our family units needs you to come in as a complete person totally lacking nothing so that you not spend, spend the first five years of your marriage in therapy and going for counseling we need you to eat it and run fast because there's a vision there's a vision and the mandate of God that only complete people people that have seen themselves people that are aware of their strengths and their weaknesses people that have come into honesty 
honest conversation with who they have, who they've been called to be, who they've been called to be, and are ready to show and express themselves. So this morning, I want to challenge you that you cannot stay where you are. You need to believe bigger. You need to believe bigger. You need to live bolder and to give expression to the you on the inside. Beyond the labels, praise God. Let's begin to pray. So you're going to pray this morning, Lord, help me see myself. Who you've, but who you've called me to be beyond the rejection and the outbreaks and the pain, you know, and the, the, the way that I've been, I've been abused and the trauma that I've faced. Lord, I take away the labels, the good ones, the bad ones. I take it away. I want to see myself. I want to see who you've called me to be. I want to see the light of God that is on the inside of me. I want to see me at my core, core identity, who you've called me to be. Not who the world have labored me to be, what not the society have labored me to be. I choose to give expression to my full self. I'm not going to wait again and say it's until I marry. I'm going to live a full life. I'm going to live a beautiful life because I need to present myself a graceful gift to my spouse. I need to be all and complete even in marriage because my partner deserves an old person. I need to live a good life because my parents, my siblings may want me as an old person. Everyone, my friends, need a great person, need an old person, a complete person. I want to be able to see myself in the mirror and come into the fullness of what you have called me to be. I want to accept my weakness. I want to identify my weakness and accept it. I will no longer walk in denial. I will no longer walk in denial. I will no longer walk in denial. I see myself for who I am. And I'm bold enough to walk on my, on my weaknesses. I'm bold enough to seek help when I need it. I'm bold enough to be courageous to live a beautiful life. I'm bold enough to be strong. I'm bold enough to give expression to my core, to the light that I am. I'm not going to be labeled and say, because I'm this, I'm not going to give expression to that. I'm going to find me and nothing, no accolade, nothing will hinder me from being the expression of myself. If I went to law to school to become a lawyer, but I think I'm a creative, I'll be bold enough to start to go into the music industry and to sing. I'll be bold enough to be true to myself. Be true to yourself and be accountable to God. This morning, I want you to surrender and say, God, I'm true to my own self. I do not walk in denial anymore. I come to the core of it. Core of it. I'm not defined by my qualification or my certificate. I choose boldness to live to true who you have called me to be. Truly to who you have called me to be. Who you have chosen me to be. I live boldly enough to declare that I am your own. And to give expression to what you've called me to be. Rabada sekelebo shantayara gabariyando soto bradishataya. Laba de 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 bo sataya laga bo sataya. Raba de de shekere bo sataya. Raba da 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 sataya lege bo sataya. I'm no longer the emotional person, you know, that is unwise with my emotions. I know what to do. I know how to do it. I know what to say. I know what to be a great person in a relationship. I trust great friendship because the fragrance of God is on the inside of me. I am favored because I exhibit goodness and favor and great friendship all around me. Mandele gebos.
Begin to declare over yourself that God, I believe you. I believe what you are doing in my life and I agree with you. I believe you and I agree with you and I give expression to that. I believe what work. I believe what you said to me. I believe what you said to me in my closet. I believe the woman that you've called me to be. I believe the man that you've called me to be. I believe to choose. I choose to believe that I am chosen, bought with a price, separated, that nothing is missing, regardless of my past and the labors of the world. I choose to live my true identity. I come into God's light. I come into God's light in the name of Jesus. And if you are here this morning, you really do not know how to come in. You do not even know how to set for yourself. You don't even know how to take out the labels and reach out for the you that God's called from the ends of the earth. You don't even know how to give expression to you. You don't even know how to find yourself. The scriptures that we read at the beginning said we'll find ourselves in Him because in Him we are eating. He created us and we are formed after His likeness. You need to come to God this morning. And if you said, I've been here before, you said, I want to rededicate my life because I need to find myself. I've seen the need for me to find me because I am essential to what God is doing on earth. I'm essential to what the Father is building on earth. So I need to find me. You want to come to the Lord this morning. You want to surrender again. Just raise up your hand. Uh, let's just give them the privacy of the moment. Raise your hand. Be bold enough. You know I said it that we need boldness and courage to live your true identity. But you can't be that if you are not ready to surrender to the person that can help you figure who you are. Because there is light on the inside of you. There is greatness on the inside of you. There's beauty eating on the inside of you. So if you are saying this prayer this morning, repeat after me that God, I surrender again to you. I surrender my heart to you. I accept you today as my Lord and personal Savior. I choose to be led by you. I choose to follow you. I choose to conform to your ways and your principle. And I want to be your own child. Take me today as I surrender. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let's give God praise. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.